There was once a polar bear. His name was Snowdrop. He lived in the Arctic, of course, just like any other polar bear. But he was different. He felt different. He didn't belong. I wasn't a part of any group. I was occasionally picked on, well, occasionally more like all the time. But I really didn't belong. Me and everyone else are like different. I just never thought that I was like all the other polar bears. Snowdrop lived in a particular region of the Arctic. The igloo shimmered in the daytime. Snowflakes would float down from the sky so beautifully. The penguins would waddle hilariously. How could Snowdrop feel so lonely and isolated in such an interesting place? Well, it's simple. None of the other polar bears ever liked him. He's like to say weird is an understatement. Like Absolutely. he's he's borderline like crazy, you know. I don't even know what he does half the time. Right, like he he's not meant to be here. I don't know how he, he ended up being. No here. way does he belong. Yeah. If it were up to us, we would put him on a block of ice and float him. And out. yeah, just send him away. Like get out. You There's know? just no way that he's yeah. a polar bear and belongs with us. It goes like yeah. us, and then all the way down to like. The shrubs, like the bushes. Yeah, and like then snow that's snowdrop. Yeah. We would rather accept a tree. Yeah. Than yeah. I'd be friends with a tree, but not with that creature. Creature. Yeah. Can't even call him polar bear. Spike and Ruffy were the meanest bullies in town. Pie, the third polar bear in their gang, was a teeny weeny bit different. He was a little more nicer and had a little more respect for Snowdrop. I don't think there's anything wrong with Snowdrop. It's just that he needs to change his personality a slight bit so that he could fit in. Just by doing the simple things, I guess he just needs to understand that that's not okay because he's a polar bear. I'm sure if he changes a slight bit, he'd be fine. But still, the group made him feel pathetic. I would absolutely love to expose just yeah. how strange and weird Snowdrop is. I really think this strangeness all started when we were cubs and we were enrolled into like this school type thing called the Polar Bear Instinct Association, also known as the PBIA. And I guess you would describe it as like school or this class where we were just taught how to hunt and develop our polar bearness, you know, really become polar yeah, bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one time our lesson was like um, about like destroying the igloos and stuff? And then when it was Snowdrop's turn, he wasn't ruining or destroying them. Instead, he was like building them. And oh like, my gosh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember oh. that crystal clear. And do you remember after that, we were all making these snowballs and then Snowdrop walked up to us and was like, do you want to build a snowman together? <sighs> I couldn't believe this was a polar bear right? wanting to build a snowman. We said like, like absolutely like, big, no, no, no like, way. No. I think that was the moment really when we were just like, there's no way he yeah. belongs here. Like he's not one of us, like this is, this is not one of us. Tell us more about these bullies. Who are they and what are their names? Their names are Spike and Ruffy. I remember once, it was just an ordinary Arctic day, you know, the cold ice falling fresh against my furry feet, my fluffy stomach grumbling, even though I just ate. My head felt clouded. I was trying to finish this project I'd been working on. That's when, like, the cool bears walked past Ruffy, Spike and Pie. And I felt a little bit, you know, on the on lo lonely. So I asked Spike and Ruffy if, if I could hang with them. And then they mimicked me like, I want to hang out with you. But I didn't even sound like that. Pi tried to stand up for me. It wasn't worth it. I just left to go and make my 147th snowman of the day. But then all changed. I'm Professor Miller. I'm part of a research team that came to the Arctic to look at the effects of global warming on the biome there. And many people know global warming in the Arctic, you know, really affecting the ice melting. You really got to think the effect on the animals and so much on the environment. 
So that's why I came to the Arctic, uh, was to do research in that field and help try and create a sustainable environment. Um, it was just a pretty regular day before that, but I remember it was like big like metal ship thing and then it like crashed through the ice and then it came up on the shore and then there were these like creature looking things I just like stepped out from them but then when I actually saw them I was like they're awesome like these guys are gonna be my new friends like yeah I just knew it. I remember so clearly the first day that I came to the Arctic we'd been on a boat for days what felt like years and I remember we we broke through this big wall of mist and it was just so beautiful. But you could just see all this damage that had been caused for it. It was really upsetting and sad because you could see just the effects that these were gonna have in the years to come on the poor animals that were living there. But it was just so stunning and I was just admiring its beauty when I saw this weird creature on the shore and it looked so much like a polar bear but it was not acting like one. It was certainly not acting like a polar bear. And I just remember thinking to myself, now, this is quite strange. When we're on the boat, I was not thinking I was going to see this, but I, I made it my mission to keep an eye on this little creature and really see what he was doing because it looked like he had some potential. In every story, there is always an enemy trying to sabotage the goodie. Matteo Johnson was part of the field of researchers and had always watched the world with a grimace. Professor Miller identified Snowdrop as an innocent and clever young polar bear, but on the other hand, Matteo perceived the little polar bear as a threat to the research team. He seemed like a danger to society and, uh, yeah, it was kind of terrifying watching this polar bear. Well, yeah, like Professor Miller was saying, he, he wasn't acting like one, um, of course, and it was terrifying, honestly. They looked so nice and so approachable. And it's like, no one really comes down to the Arctic. So just like every other polar bear, I was so surprised. And then when I saw the humans come down from this big metal thing, there was this like lady and she had this like smile on her face. And it was like one of those moments when like I laid my eyes on her and then like the clouds seemed to stop covering the sunlight and it was like a ray of sunshine. But like I knew that this lady was, she was special. The researchers spent their first initial day setting up and preparing the camp. But on the second day of preparation, they saw something quite peculiar. When we were setting up on the second day, I looked out of the base that we were at and I saw, I saw this polar bear that I had seen when we were coming up to the shore. The polar bear that I thought was a little bit strange and he was acting quite peculiar. And I mean, from our perspective, it looked like he was just throwing around ice and growling and hissing and having full on what we would call tantrum. I will admit it was quite strange, but I think, yeah, there was definitely a lot more to it. And now looking back, I know the real meaning of what was happening in that moment. Uh, well, Snowdrop, that little animal, was being violent. He was growling. He was being absolutely horrible. It was terrifying and traumatising. What happened on the second day of setting up? How were you acting, Snowdrop? I was just shaping and moulding the ice for my igloo experiments I was talking about earlier, you know? I was just singing my favourite song. While I was doing that, the other bears were like laughing at me and stuff. I just sat down and I cried a little. But one human looked out of the window of the research base and sees the final incredible masterpiece of Snowdrop, which she has been watching for the last couple of days. 
Yeah, so in the first like initial weeks when we were on this expedition in the Arctic, I um I really kept a close eye on Snowdrop. And he was just building this amazing igloo type thing. I really could not believe my eyes. You know, never in the many years that I've been doing research and study have I really seen such an intelligent creature. I was like, you know, polar bears aren't normally like this. And he was just, you know, no one else believed me, but I was watching him and he was creating this amazing thing. I knew he was different to the other polar bears. He was so much more advanced intellectually and socially and I've been I had been watching him for a couple of days and I really saw how much potential he had so when I did first start realizing that hang on a sec maybe this polar bear's doing something quite interesting I did leave it for a couple of days you know I couldn't just go out there and approach this polar bear and I kept looking at him and what he was doing from the base we all knew that there was the effects of global warming on the ice and causing it to melt and everywhere around where Snowdrop was working, I could see that the snow was slowly melting and depleting and the animals were slowly moving away because it wasn't habitable. But his little igloos that he was making were really standing firm. Snowdrop was making igloos that don't melt, despite the rapid temperature increase and damaging weather of the Arctic due to global warming. I will admit right up front that it was not easy getting Snowdrop to become a part of the team. You know, everyone else in my research team saw him as such a peculiar, weird creature. And every time that they watched me with him and the equations and the things that I was working on with him, I was hoping that they were seeing his potential, but I really think they weren't giving him the credit that he deserved. So I spent a lot of time with him. And, you know, old bears don't talk. He doesn't talk, no matter how intellectually advanced I say he is. When he proved himself and just how advanced he was, um, the rest of my research team, I guess, approved of him, you could say, and accepted him into our research group. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, honestly, because, um, well, I watched her with him for over a week and I thought surely that no one would be this crazy to give him a chance, but then she did give him a chance and accept him. Uh, I remember him coming up to me on the day uh, and he picked up this slab of ice and wrote the end of an equation that he had seen me writing on the board inside. And I knew from then on, I guess, that we were going to get along. I, I saw how truthful this polar bear was. He was so kind, so generous, um, so friendly, and most of all, he was intelligent, and I really admired that about him. So, yeah, I guess I was wrong uh, thinking of him as... Uh, a dangerous and threat to society. Professor Miller was the first. She came up to me one day and introduced herself. She wanted me to like join the team, but I don't think the others did. So she hung out with me in my igloos and like wrote equations on my board whilst I kept her warm. She was my best friend and the other polar bears were so jealous, you know. How did you talk to the researchers? So at the beginning it was quite difficult, but um, we soon established this like system where I used this like slab of ice because like I couldn't actually talk to them, you know. So then I was just like right on this slab of ice and they somehow managed to understand me. I was able to go inside the building and you know see inside of their like little home I think they call it. I would see what they were like working on and then I come and like help. I didn't really think much of her. She was just really weird with these two long skinny legs and I was like, no, I, I've got my own great friends. Like, right. 
I guess it was kind of cool to have a friend that wasn't a polar bear. He he doesn't seem as bad now that he's got other friends. It wouldn't be like that bad if he was like our friend. I was actually pretty happy for Snowdrop because he finally found someone to hang out with, um, someone who accepted him for who he was. And I guess I was wrong before saying how he had to change because you don't really have to... Uh, alter yourself or your personality um, to find friends. Yeah, I think Spike and Ruffy were also a little jealous. They then use him as a research tool to help the Arctic biome and create an institution for the animals which has lasted for the last 20 years. Now I've realised that he's actually an intelligent and energetic polar bear, very enthusiastic and has this love for learning. It's important not to just make these um, judgments. Snowdrop has just been an absolutely irreplaceable uh, part of our research team. Never ever have I met a creature with so much intelligence and so much energy and passion towards everything that he does. And just seeing him, you know, assist me in everything and helping us, really putting everything that he did into helping us and helping those around him. He was just such a passionate polar bear. I finally feel like I actually belong somewhere, like people actually need me, or all in all, it's been great. The actions of one scientist, one person who was curious and believed in the interests and actions of the polar bear who didn't create false expectations through judging a book by its cover and had a flexible mindset, changed the life of another being and enabled them to create an amazing institute that saved the lives of many Arctic creatures. We can all do the same. We can all make a positive change. So be curious, believe and transform the world. This podcast was written and produced by Aman, Nicole and Maddie for Olsh in partnership with the School Life podcast series by ArchD Radio and Podcasting. Music in this podcast is by Blue Dot Sessions and we would like to thank James Meston for all his help. Thank you for listening and subscribe to this channel to hear heaps of other School Life stories.